So the Lakers and the Dodgers win it all two weeks apart. If you like those teams, it's the most awesome thing that's ever happened. If you hate those teams, it's just as galling as anything could be. There. So there you go. Yes, indeed. But uh, there is joy in Dodgerville. Mm -hmm. First time since 1988, thanks to Houston and their trash can. Well, and it just proves that, you know, if you got plucky uh, upstarts, uh, everybody everybody was against them and thought they couldn't win. No, everybody thought they were going to win. They they spend the most money. They were the favorites from the beginning. There you go. I would point out they also have an excellent farm system. And yes, they grow baseball players on farms, which is dehumanizing at best. Uh, in the ground or on trees? <laughs> I hope it's organic. It's like a it's like a cattle farm. Oh, okay. They're so all lined up at the trough. Gotcha. And, right. Milk we the people on this farm. As necessary. Uh, we got this note from uh, Andy on military training and, and, and drone pilots and, and JAG officers and the rest of it. Why did they have to go through basic training? <laughs> you JAG officer. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, there's no need for the naughty talk. JAG lawyers, analysts, and many others will at some point get forward deployed, writes Andy. Although they might not fire a weapon or run in the course of their duties, they might need those skills to survive if their base is overrun. Huh. Well, can't can't the military have a weakling core, though, that yeah. they never deploy to the front lines? I, I mean, yeah. you got to have, if you need a certain number of analysts, and you can't get enough among the beefier fit population, you have to have a weakling core. And I understand why military communications probably fall under a higher classification category where you could just zoom them into the base meeting across the pond. Well, yeah, you gotta you got to be careful with that. But uh, on the other hand, there's a great deal of competition for um, the intelligence programs and stuff like that. They're hard to get in. So apparently they have enough people who aren't going to yeah. have both their legs break if they're asked to carry a backpack. Well, yeah, we were talking earlier. They, they, it's an actual problem. Yeah. Yeah, kids who don't get the traditional human amount of physical activity, which has been from the dawn of mankind to like 20 years ago. Um, Their bone density is way too low. Wow. So they do just basic fitness stuff and their legs snap. They do a jumping jack and it's just a disaster. Oh, oh yeah. It's like that Dallas Cowboy quarterback from a couple oh, weeks ago. Lord. Oh, One not jumping funny. jack. Oh, not funny. Um, well, I got to believe we're to the, just at the beginning the tip of this spear it's going to be way more people and way more fragile yeah it absolutely could 20 be. years from now yeah boy you, you, you just you bump somebody in the hall no my Femur arm sticking out yeah <laughs> it got a compound fracture exactly horrifying well we're gonna have to incorporate uh, rigorous training in our schools a little more spartan attitude about schooling hmm and if you are a gamer, be aware of those sort of things and make working out something that you need to do to maintain the habit that you claim to like. Or don't stub your toe unless you want your foot to just shatter in a million pieces. Encase yourself in a bubble. It's the only sensible precaution. All right, then. So the tech giants are up on Capitol Hill getting grilled, and I mean grilled. This is good stuff. Who are we going to hear first here, Sean? Uh, this is Ted Cruz. Uh, he- Bearded Texas. Uh, he started out with a, a little Texas. aside saying, he, I, I spoke with Zuckerberg and Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, yesterday. I have my concerns about them, but I want to focus today on Jack Dorsey and Twitter. Fair enough. And this was his opening salvo. I want to focus my questioning on Mr. Dorsey yeah, I, I said that and already. on Twitter. Because of the three players before us, I think Twitter's conduct has by far been the most egregious. Mr. Dorsey, does Twitter have the ability 
to influence elections? No. You don't believe Twitter has any ability to influence elections? No, we are one part of a broad spectrum of communication channels that people have. So you're testified to this committee right now that, that, that Twitter, when it silences people, when it censors people, when it blocks political speech, that has no impact on elections? People, people have choice of other communication channels with which... Not if, not if they don't hear information. If you don't think you have the power to influence elections, why do you block anything? Right. Uh, well, we have policies that are focused on making sure that more voices on the platform are possible. We see a lot of abuse and harassment, which ends up silencing people and having them leave from the platform. All right, Mr. Dorsey, I find your opening questions, your opening answers absurd on their face. <laughs> Just, yeah, that, that was, you know, that is so weak. I'm not as smart as Ted Cruz, but that's what it popped into my head. Well, if you don't think it has any effect on the election, then let the New York Post story happen. What the hell difference does it make? It, it is a reminder that their main incentive, all these companies are to have the most amount of people use their thing at all times. That is their right. overwhelming or overarching kind of incentive. To make the most money. Right, right. Uh, Ted Cruz went on. Let's talk about the last two weeks in particular. As you know, I have long been concerned about Twitter's pattern of censoring and silencing individual Americans with whom Twitter disagrees. But two weeks ago, Twitter and to a lesser extent Facebook crossed a threshold that is fundamental in our country. Two weeks ago, Twitter made the unilateral decision to censor the New York Post in a series of two blockbuster articles, both alleging evidence of corruption against Joe Biden, the first concerning Ukraine, the second concerning communist China. And Twitter made the decision, number one, to prevent users, any user, from sharing those stories. And number two, you went even further and blocked the New York Post from sharing on Twitter its own reporting. Why did Twitter make the decision to censor the New York Post? Uh, we had a hack materials policy. Um, that we when was that policy adopted? Uh, in 2018, I believe. In 2018, go ahead. What was, what, what was the policy? So the policy is around um, limiting the spread of materials uh, that are hacked. Um, we didn't want Twitter to be a distributor for hack materials. Um, we found that the New York Post, because it showed the direct materials, screenshots of the direct materials, and it was unclear how those were attained, that it felt that it fell under this policy. Now, so in your view, if it's unclear the source of, uh, of a document, and in this instance, the New York Post documented what it said the source was, which it said it was a, uh, a laptop owned by Hunter Biden that had been turned into a re re repair store. So they weren't hiding what they claimed to be the source. Is it, is it your position that Twitter, when you can't tell the source, blocks, blocks press stories? No, not at all. Um, we, our, our team made a fast decision. Uh, the enforcement action, however, of blocking URLs, both in tweets and uh, in DM, in direct messages, we believe was incorrect, and we changed it. Today, right now, the New York Post is still blocked from tweeting two weeks later. Yes, they have to log into their account, which they can do at this minute, delete the original tweet, which fell under our original enforcement actions, and they can tweet the exact same material and the exact same article, and it would go through 
So, Mr. Dorsey, your ability is you have the power to force a media out. And let's be clear. The New York Post isn't just some random guy tweeting. The New York Post has the fourth highest circulation of any newspaper in America. The New York Post is over 200 years old. The New York Post was founded by Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. And your position is that, that you can sit in Silicon Valley and demand of the media that you can tell them what stories they can publish and you can tell the American people what reporting they can hear. Is that right? No, this was this was a you know every person, every account, uh, every uh, organization that signs up to Twitter agrees to a terms of service. A terms of service. Is so media outlets must genuflect and obey your dictates if they wish to be able to communicate with readers. Is that right? No, not at all. We you know we we recognize an error in this policy and specifically the enforcement. You're still blocking their posts. You're still blocking their posts. Right well, now, today, to you're blocking their, their posts. We're not blocking the post. Anyone can tweet. Can the New York Post uh, post on their on their Twitter account? If they go into their account. No, is your answer to that. No, unless they, they reflect and, and agree with your dictates. Let me ask you something. You, you claimed it was because of a hacked materials uh, policy. I find that facially... Uh, highly dubious and clearly employed in, in in a deeply partial way. Did Twitter block the distribution of the New York Times' story a few weeks ago that purported to be based on copies of President Trump's tax returns? We didn't find that a violation of our terms of service and this policy in particular because it was reporting about the material. Wow. It wasn't distributing okay. the material. Okay, well, that's actually not true. They, they posted what they purported to be original source materials, and federal law, federal statute makes it a crime, a federal felony, to distribute someone's tax returns against their knowledge. So that material was based on something that was distributed in violation of federal law, and yet Twitter gleefully allowed people to circulate that. But when the article was critical of Joe Biden, Twitter engaged in rampant uh, censorship and silencing. And again, we recognized errors in that policy. We we changed it within 24 hours. This is this but is. But you're still blocking the New York Post. You haven't changed it. We have changed it. They we can log into their log into their account. account. Uh, you forced the Politico reporter to take down his post about the New York Post as well. Is that correct? Within that 24-hour period, yes. But we, you know, as the policy has changed. Anyone can tweet. So Twitter takes the view. You can censor the New York Post. You can censor Politico. Presumably you can censor the New York Times or any other media outlet. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs. Let, let's give uh, Mr. Dorsey uh, uh, a few seconds to answer that, and uh, then we'll have to conclude this this um, segment. Well, we're, we're not doing that, uh, and this is why I opened um, this hearing with calls for more transparency. We realize we need to earn trust more. We realize that more accountability is needed to show our intentions and to show the outcomes. Thank um, you, so I, I hear the concerns and acknowledge them. Oh, good. But <laughs> Thank wanna, you. We want to fix it with more transparency. Thank you.
All right, that's beautiful. Uh, I'm certain that Jack Dorsey is smarter than me, more dynamic, imaginative. He's certainly more handsome. Uh, but he doesn't sound like a guy who could be the CEO of the children's shoe department at my local <laughs> Target. Now, do I understand this is beard-on-beard violence? Jack Dorsey showed up with beard also? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jack Dorsey going full-on just like... Uh... Civil War general, man. He looks like a biblical <laughs> yeah, prophet. Yeah, yeah, very much John <laughs> Tell Brown Tell me about the sodomy again. <laughs> the Bible! That's right, sir. The Bible. And he is also one of those competitive, quote-unquote, intermittent fasters. I think his window is down to probably like 14 minutes at this point. Like, <laughs> oh, that's wow. why he sounds so... Yeah, he, he's one of those He's people. exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, his body's desperate for, for calories. Uh, any comment on that? I, I got comments, but we got to take a break. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Censor the New York Post, you can censor Politico, presumably you can censor the New York Times or any other media outlet. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? That is Senator Ted Cruz questioning Brigham Young, who is the leader of Twitter. <laughs> I think that was Jack Dorsey, who is now sporting a truly historic beard. Oh, um, genuflect. Yeah, I haven't heard that word before. Really? To lower one's body briefly by bending one knee. It's to bend the knee. Yes, exactly. It's uh, frequently uh, seen in Catholicism. Uh, I love Ted Cruz in a lot of ways, but he cannot not take it over the top <laughs> so but he was basically questioning we the, shall never surrender <laughs> he's basically questioning the guy who runs twitter on why didn't you why didn't you not allow twitter to show the new york post story about hunter biden's emails right what the heck what the heck is the deal there you've you've, you've blocked You're- you've blocked the new york post and the answer was, well, they're not blocked anymore. They could, if they go in and delete their previous post, they can repost it. Well, did you tell them that? Because they they, they apparently don't know that because they I, haven't done it yet. I think they do know that, but they're making a philosophical oh. stance. Okay, They wouldn't um, haul themselves up on the cross to be a bigger hero for their constituency. I deny that. But the thing that I, that I didn't understand until the very end, and I'm still not sure I understand it, is why Dorsey doesn't just say out loud, well... I put stuff on there that helps Biden, and I leave stuff off that hurts him. Or I put stuff on that hurts Trump and not stuff that helps him, because that's I prefer Trump. That gets us back to Section 230 of the whatever code it is, commercial code. So he can't say that out loud? He then would be a publisher and not a public forum. Um. The the fact that he said, well, they in his I'm dying of hunger voice, well, they violated our terms by publishing something that might have been hacked or whatever. And and Ted Cruz just nailed him on the, the president's tax story in the New York Times. He should have said, listen, everybody who works for Twitter is left. I mean, this like the, the liberals are the conservatives at Twitter. And so we don't like conservatives. <laughs> I mean, 
Just go ahead and say it, man. Well, to, Your so, excuse making was humiliating. The part that kind of uh, explained it at the end was when Ted Cruz said, "How are you not just a super PAC for the Democrats?" Because if they right, if they are, then they've got different guidelines and oh, responsibilities. Goodness, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if like uh, the very little nourishment he takes in all goes to the beard. Oh, so <laughs> I mean, because it, obviously it's it's something your body is doing, so it burns calories. So Jack Dorsey of Twitter is a super intermittent faster, and you say he eats hardly any at all. Oh well, he's just he, he he's takes, very thin. Takes great pride in it. Yeah, it is exacerbated since he's taken this on. But uh, but yeah, how thin does some people want to be? Like I want to be thinner, but like I don't want to look like I'm dying. Well, yeah, he wants to look like a guy on the cover of Men's Fitness. But yeah, he's uh, he's shrunk down uh, his window eating like to an hour, maybe two. But <sighs> yeah, just really tiny windows. And one of the that I'm like, well, that's that's too far for most. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, this will be an ongoing conversation for quite some time to come with the most egregious example, as Ted Cruz pointed out just two weeks ago, that a major story that you couldn't even forward to people on Twitter from a legitimate newspaper. Yeah, yep. Well, that was a good, solid beating delivered by Ted Cruz. Took it over the top a little bit for me, but uh, that's fine. A fine prosecution. There's more to come, too, and we'll bring you some more highlights as... The tech giants are being grilled on Capitol Hill for their various sins. Do you think that will result in anything, though? Similar sort of story breaks today. You think they'd allow it on Twitter? Or? I think they might have to get a little more professional about it and not just let a bunch of pierced, bearded Antifa members decide what to <laughs> censor anymore. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Listen to what's going on with gyms in Newark. New restrictions aimed at stopping a surge in coronavirus cases take effect today in Newark. Gyms and fitness centers are under orders to shut down for 30 minutes every hour for a deep cleaning. 30 minutes every hour. The only person who's going to get in shape is the janitor. I guarantee the people going to the gym are washing their hands like crazy and because they know what they're doing. They know what they're getting into by going to the gym. Right. And if they just installed like a really big fan at each door to move air through rapidly, nobody's going to get it from a surface anyway. No. If everybody wipes things down, it's just it's, it's not the restrictions. Well, it, it is the restrictions that are causing so much vid uh, fatigue. And lockdown fatigue, it's the arbitrariness and yep. the dumbness oh, yeah. oh, of those absolutely. restrictions. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, your kid can't be in school, but you drive by a group of 100 people protesting or homeless or whatever. They get to do what they want. Right. Um, we just played a long clip of Ted Cruz grilling Jack Dorsey of Twitter and all that stuff's kind of interesting. Grabbed him by the beard and shook him. He now looks like the bass player from ZZ Top, uh, Jack Dorsey. <laughs> Serious beard, like... Not a pretend beard. That's a real beard. One of the hillbillies in the legendary Bugs Bunny square yeah. dancing cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But uh, so Sean brought up his lifestyle, and I didn't realize his lifestyle was so wacky. Like, he's he's super into fasting. He eats one small meal every day. In the evening, he has some chicken 
or fish and then like a little bit of salad. That's why he sounds like he's dying, and, because he's dying. And then on the weekends, he doesn't eat at all. He doesn't eat at all on the weekends. So that's weekdays. Wow. Well, he sounds like a man who is dying. He walks back and forth to work every single day. It's five miles. And so he does like an hour or so walking every day, which is just a good idea. And if you're super gazillionaire, you can, you know, get the time and blah, blah, blah. Um. He uh, he kind of fits in with the Knights of the Open Road too, you know. He just kind yeah, of he's, he's, look at that yeah. poor homeless fellow. I'm worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> he works at a desk, stands at a desk, does a standing of desk course. thing with one infrared bulb that he flips on. Of course, oh my, I didn't know that because that <laughs> one infrared light bulb promotes cellular regeneration and anti aging and prevents injuries and illnesses. What good is that if you die of starvation? <laughs> <laughs> Or if you die of this. So uh, in the evening, every night, he sits in a barrel sauna at 220 degrees for 15 minutes. What the hell? And then he night after night? And then as soon as the 15 minutes is up, he immediately hops into an ice bath of 37 degrees for three minutes. Then I assume his heart stops and they have a car battery <laughs> close by and they just get him going again. <laughs> wow. What a wackadoodle. So yeah, You're activating your heat shock and your cold shock proteins there. It, uh, it's it's, oh. it's got a lot of good uh, health stuff. So oh. people say it's the proteins. Oh, that sounds so miserable. How about so, the enzymes? Any of those? No, like the the, the signs. You, you are intentionally stressing your body out, forcing it to go into uh, essentially kind of hyper production mode. I can believe that that's it, true. Yeah, that, yeah. The, trying I, to manipulate yourself like that can't possibly have no. negative consequences. I can believe that's truer than the stupid infrared bulb thing. Yes, but yes. Um, but it just it would be so miserable. That's the thing. Um, the, he just thinks about all the money he's got. <sighs> so every night gets in his barrel sauna, get in a barrel sauna, uh, 15 minutes, then hops in the ice bath, which is your turn in the barrel sauna. 37 degrees. That'd be so freaking cold. Oh, please. I can't even imagine that. He does that every night? Because I don't know. Well, if you got a hot tub, you know this. But if like the, if the water is 75 degrees, it's miserably cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. i got a pool. Yeah. It's heated to 84. Not warm enough. Oh, definitely not. No. Um, so 37 degrees would be horrible. Then he's in there for three minutes. He, do, he repeats the process three times per night, finishing with one minute in the ice bath. And then has his little bit of lettuce and a, and a piece of chicken on a weekday. Probably takes a lick on his. He's got a salt lick over there for his <laughs> sodium intake. On the weekend, he doesn't eat anything. And then he takes his malnourished body and walks to work on a thing like this, <laughs> barely having the energy. His feet frozen. Well, you got a clip of him handy? Just j- uh, jump right in the middle. If you're just tuning in, does this not sound like a man who is within moments of the end of his days? <laughs> It's a it's a health emergency. Oh, no, Zuckerberg. Shut Mark up, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Um, no, no, we are one part of a spectrum of communication channels that people have. He's a poor man. He's done. Uh, uh, well, we have policies that are focused on making sure that more voices on the platform are possible. We see a lot of abuse and harassment, which ends up silencing people and having them yeah. leave. From the yeah. right. You don't Poor sound fella. like you got yeah. more energy. And then having the silence. Uh, Somebody I've, feed me, please. I need a calorie. Oh, hey, back to the, <laughs> the very <laughs> story. Can I just have one calorie? Please, a calorie. A stick of gum. Who wants me? Who the f*** wants me? You know. Go the, have the, the, 
the green stuff at the end of a carrot? I see you. Can I just chew on that green stuff? I promise not to swallow it. I see you finished your popsicle. Can I just have the stick? Can I just I lick e- the stick? I won't eat the carrot, I promise. I just need something. Just he's, the green thing. He's an odd-looking dude. I'm looking at pictures of him. His, his girlfriend looks like a model, of course, because he's Jack Dorsey, owner of Twitter. But um, sure. weird-looking dude. Does he have the energy to couple with her? I can't imagine he does. This is him pre-beard. Erection would put him in bed for a week. <laughs> here, here he is pre-beard where he, he looks like a supervillain from yeah, if He looks Marvel like Mr. Movie. Spock. Yeah. Live long and prosper, Jack. And hey, eat something. <laughs> if you go through a timeline of him like when he was just like the young tech, you know, the, the next big thing sort of when he was beardless and fresh-faced, and then you go through all the pictures, it looks like he's been replaced by an evil twin at some point. <laughs> wow. That should have been our headline. Oh, so speaking of the very story that uh, Twitter suppressed, I'm understanding it better and better, this Tony Bobulinski and why he's come forward and the rest of it. He is explaining, and part of this was actually on Tucker Carlson. I missed this part because I was watching uh, the World Series uh, last night, Priorities. Um, but when the story came out, and Biden and his uh, apologists, like uh, the horrific Adam Schiff show, said this is Russian dif- disinformation. Mr. Bobolinsky, who is a proud member of a military family going back generations, and this guy is staunchly patriotic, he went nuts that they were implying that he was an agent of Vlad Putin. Registered Democrat, if I remember correctly, also. Interesting. But he reached out to his former partner, Rob Walker, who is still in contact with the Bidens, and or, or Adam Schiff. It's not clear to me. It's kind of sloppily written. But he, he demanded of Rob Walker that Walker get Adam Schiff to retract his claim that this was part of a Russian orchestrated smear on Joe Biden. And Tucker then played a snippet of audio that Bobolinsky said was part of that phone conversation with Walker. Bobolinsky says, if he doesn't come out on record, I am providing the facts. And Walker said, ah, oh, Tony, you're just going to bury all of us, man. It's a hell of an interesting thing to say. Mm-hmm. Schiff said, we know that this whole smear on Joe Biden comes from the Kremlin. Which is unfreaking. Adam Schiff is seriously an evil human being. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. You know, I'm not that uh, big a critic of people's neck sizes, but... I don't know if he started that way, or if he just like got further and further out on a limb, or, 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 or what happened. But yeah, like this particular thing, that's, that's, that's practically criminal to do that. Yes. You should not be... The chair of a you know major committee, the House Intelligence Committee, the Intelligence Committee, and he said, "Yes, we have information. This is Russian uh, disinformation when it's not at all." And he had no information. We, well, he said, "We know that this whole smear on Joe Biden comes from the Kremlin," and in an unprecedented way, the Director of National Intelligence came out the next day and said, "No, it's not." And the head of the FBI says, we have no information that this is Russian disinformation. So that's just egregious. But this guy who, and I, I have now heard virtually the entire interview, uh, he does not have a single uh, flaw in the armor of his story nor his credibility. Not a single one. And he really resented being described as a Russian dupe. So that's why he's so enthusiastic about this stuff now. Uh, oh, and, and if the he script said were flipped, he would have been on Rachel Maddow fifteen times by now. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, he also said a single call from Joe Biden would have gotten Schiff to retract his remark and that he'd hoped that the Bidens would do the right thing, but they didn't. And they left him, a proud naval veteran, uh, hanging out to dry, being called publicly a Russian dupe in front of his country. So he's pissed. I'll be interested to see where this story goes after the election. I just There's only six days left. I'm not, I'm not sure there's enough time for it to have any effect. And 70 million people have voted already. Um, I just wonder if it'll hang around for a while. I believe the excrement will hit the fan. Uh, perhaps after the election when the Washington Post, for instance, uh, stops pretending to ignore it. They're in a panic over what to do because it's a huge story and they're pretending like it doesn't exist. They'll go ahead and cover it some after the election. Uh, and then if Biden wins, he will go to ground, as they say, between now and the inauguration. He'll get inaugurated then uh, immediately resign <laughs> in favor of Kamala Harris. You don't actually believe that? No, nah, probably not. Although it depends how hot the heat gets. I will have to see. I, I continue to say there is no way Biden, if elected, finishes his first term. That, Not that, a chance. That, that I actually think that's pretty hard to see how that would happen. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, judging by his, his uh, fading uh, mental well, acuity. Four years is a long time at that age. Yes, it is. I mean, my dad talks about that. How just, you know, he, like he said, there's a big difference between 78 and 83. For instance, I don't want to hear that. And uh, Can that, I pretend well, that's not true. That's actually that's funny. I use those ages because those are the ages my dad mentioned. That's actually the ages we're going to be talking about with Joe Biden because he's mm-hmm. seventy eight. Yeah, and he'll be eighty two. You end up at the end of that. Math checks out as positive. Sean is saying. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody ages differently, but yeah, you know, we'll see. Yep. Um, our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Let's try to end strong, shall we? to not think of the 92-year-old Vin Scully, the greatest to ever do it. Started with the Dodgers in 1950, retired four years ago. 67 years of his life he poured into the Dodger organization, and you know he's watching and rooting. Vin Scully said, in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. And of course, our favorite Vin Scully clip of all time. Socialism failing to work as it always does, this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Hello. Anyway, 0-2. That's the best thing ever. That's still the best thing ever. (laughs) Hello. Manager of the Rays probably would have pulled that pitcher 0-2 because the cyber metrics told him to, or saber metrics or whatever the hell it is. Anyway, 0-2. we had to do it over again, uh, I would have the utmost confidence in Nick Anderson to to get through that inning. As a Rays manager there, Joe. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. So, um... Stupid, stupid manager. Friday night's World Series game was the least watched World Series game in the history of the World Series, breaking the record from the night before. I don't know if we have the ratings for last night. 
Uh, to give you an idea how much has dropped off over the years, so you got, uh, when it comes to ratings, you got share. That's how many, you know, of, of people watching TV, what percentage are tuned in. Now, that is a more interesting number to me. I'm actually mostly interested in rating because that gives you the full-on kind of combination share and and the number of people tuning in to get you an idea how many human beings are watching. But anyway, for share, it was a 10 share on Friday night for that low rated, uh, lowest rated ever. Only 10% of people watching were watching that game. Uh, the record high, to give you an in, uh, for instance, and there's a whole bunch of them in this range, uh, were around 55 to 60. Oh, <laughs> Where boy. Where 60% of people watching TV were watching, for instance, uh, Dodgers-Yankees in the 70s or... Um, uh, Kansas City, St. Louis in the 80s, and there's a bunch of examples. Cubs. Interestingly, though, there's more money in pro sports than there's ever been. The rating difference, which you so you're factoring in share and the number of people watching, that was a four rating on Friday night compared to the, the, high, the most watched games in history, which are around 40 ratings. So 10 times the rating. Yeah. Which is absolutely amazing. And I know you always bring this up because it's about uh, money being generated and advertising revenue and TV deals and the rest of it. Uh, as a guy who just loves the game of baseball, I'm more curious about how many people are into it. Um, and, you know, huge numbers of people stream this stuff, so they won't appear in the ratings. Good point. Um, as we always point out when we talk about ratings these days. Um, but uh, so I don't. The Wall Street Journal. I, I believe there are so many more entertainment choices these oh, yeah. days. It's, you know, the Wall Street Journal interviewed four former Hall of Famers and said, "What can you do to make baseball more popular?" Oh and, yeah, yeah. And a couple of the things that they all seem to be in agreement with is you got to make the game shorter. One is uh, that they all seem to be in agreement with is uh, that the, the the domination of the home run has really ruined the game for, for 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 interest. I mean, it's just it's not as interesting, and there's not as much action. It's either a strikeout or a home run. Yes, true. And um, and that's just not as exciting to watch. And um, they think that the front office um, of all these baseball teams bears the brunt of that. They thought that that was the way to put people in the seats and get more viewers, but ultimately, it's not. It's not as interesting an action, you know, pack game. Mm-hmm. People running around and stealing bases and all that sort of stuff. So they all seem to agree that just the style of it is different. Yeah. And there is disagreement among them on whether or not you should have computers doing the strike zone. So it's just a computer says, yeah, that was in the strike zone. Ball strike, ball strike. Just there's no human being involved at all. That's coming. Whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like it or not. Get ready. Yeah, I'd like to take the uh, the instant replay, taking a look at again, computer stuff out of it. Just let human beings make the decision. If they're wrong, they're wrong. They're not wrong very often. Half the time, they're right on these challenged calls. And of all calls, it's in the high 90 percentage are, is, are correct calls. Mm, yeah, well, I would say just you can't step out of the batter's box and readjust your elbow guard for the fifth time. Get the hell in the box and you with the ball, throw it. More steroids, I want to. Yes. I want more steroids. Yes. I want people that can pulverize the ball. Like the ball just disintegrates on impact. Be fantastic. Here's your host, Joe Getty. So do they get to run around the bases or are they out? Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, Michelangelo in the control room. Michael? Yeah, if you're giving trick-or-treaters Boston baked beans, one, how old are you? Like 102. 
You deserve to pick up uh, toilet paper and clean off eggs. That's a horrible candy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Positive Sean, our producer, with a final thought. Can't help but shake the feeling that these tech hearings would be a lot more effective in leading to actual change that made a difference if the senator's children and or, in some cases, grandchildren were conducting mm-hmm. the questioning rather than these people. This internet you speak of, where can I find it? Jack, a final thought? Yeah, I was talking earlier this week about how, you know, what we're into changes over time, just culturally what we find interesting. And baseball used to be the national pastime, and the whole country was into it. And then it's not anymore. I'm hoping that happens with presidential politics, where we're just all so into it and watch it as a freaking reality show, and we just get tired of it, like maybe as of like next Tuesday, and just find something else to do with our lives. No, if only. My final thought is, uh, echoing some of our favorite thinkers, there are some ideas so terrible only an intellectual could hold them. There are some baseball moves so idiotic only a sabermetrics fan could make them. If your pitcher is utterly dominating the best hitting team in baseball, I'll go slowly now so you can jot this down, leave him in. He's in the zone. He's having a night. Leave it alone. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to strike out. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have some great videos and articles and stuff for you. Email us. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Armstrong and Getty.